Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast brought to you by Arrowhead Land Company. Here you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. I am your host, John Hutspeth, and we got a really, really good show ahead of us. But before we get there, I want to give you guys a quick little update with what's going on in my world. Um, I have had this weekend circled on the calendar for at least a month, probably six weeks. Uh, the stars were kind of aligning. My wife has a girl's weekend plan. She's taking the baby with her. My brother said I should be good with all the equipment and everything like that. And so my plan for this weekend was to plant food plots. Um, I'm planning to do about five acres of soybeans in two different plots. I got one big one in the back. I got a little bit smaller one uh, kind of in the front of a ridge. And I, have, like I said, I've just been waiting for this weekend for weeks and, uh, of course, it looks like Mother Nature is going to screw with my plan. Um, th- but the worst part is I, I'm not sure if she's going to screw with my plan or not. We're in that awkward, like, 50 to, like, 55, maybe 60% chance of rain. So, like, you know, I can't plan on it raining. I also can't plan on it not raining. And so I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick up the seed head out there because I know if I don't do that and it ends up not raining, I'm going to be really angry. So I'm going to go ahead and pick up the seed, head out there, and uh, and hope that I'm able to at least get the seed in the ground. Um, you know, one good thing, soybeans are Roundup ready, and so if it, you know, is wet and I can't spray, at least I can go ahead and get the seed in the ground and just spray later. So that's one good thing. Um, but in a, in a dream scenario, I'd get to spray and then plant and then, you know, I could spray again later if I needed to. But like I said, I'm just kind of having to, kind of having to just deal with the cards that I'm dealt. Um, at the very least, um, I did pick up a new, uh, protein feeder a few weeks ago and, uh, I'm, I'm planning to get that up and going. Uh, I set it out last or well, last time I was up there, which has been over a month now. Um, but I haven't got to fill it yet, so I'm going to get that running. Um, I'm not buying actual protein because I can't afford that, but luckily, you know, that's one of the good things of, of being in the ranching business is uh, we have all kinds of ingredients because we make our own feed for our calves, and so I don't even know what we have at the moment, but we have usually have some kind of corn, either whole corn or DDG, something like that, uh, some kind of filler like, you know, soybean holes or something like that, and then some other, you know, usual type of protein like roasted soybeans or uh, cotton seed, something like that. So basically whatever we got, I'm just going to mix it together. Uh, my brother and I, a couple years ago, bought an old uh, seed box for filling feeders, so I can mix up a little, little ration 
put it in the seed box, pick it up with the forks, and then take it out there and fill the protein feeders. So, um, again, I think, you know, I think it'll do some good for the deer as far as health is concerned, but almost more than anything, I'm really doing it just to kind of create like a feeding station. Um, you know, I just want the deer to have every reason in the world to spend time on my property. And so going to get that up and rolling. Um, I still have a few of my old uh, feeder pins open from when the guys came down and went hog hunting a few weeks ago. So going to go ahead and, and close those off. And, uh, and I, I need to trap some raccoons also while I'm out there. So, um, that's one good thing. Like, even if it does rain, I can at least still, you know, probably trap some coons and, and probably get the protein feeders running also, you know, unless it just comes a, a huge rain, which I don't think it's going to. Um, but like I said, in a perfect world, I'd also get the food plots planted. So we'll just kind of have to see what happens, but, uh, cross your fingers for me. Cause I would love, love to get some seed in the ground. Cause if I don't get it done this weekend, I honestly am not sure when I could get it done. So, so yeah, cross your fingers for me. But uh, yeah, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We have a really good one this week. We are talking to Mr. Cole Cannon of Buck Ventures. He's the chief producer and editor out there for Buck Ventures. And uh, come to find out, Cole and I actually have a connection together, which I didn't realize until uh, he killed a really nice buck this fall. Um, anyway, so just random day, uh, my buddy Randy sends me a picture and he's like, Hey, my buddy Hunter, his brother killed this buck. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I, I knew Hunter, I've met him several times. And then, um, the next day I'm on Instagram and just scrolling through and I see that same picture and, uh, come to find out. It's Cole, and he works for Buck Ventures. I didn't know that up until this time. So, so yeah, fun little connection there. Um, we were able to meet up at the Backwoods Show, exchange information and everything, and he agreed to come on the show. And we talk about uh, a couple different things. He he tells the story of his buck, and we get to hear that. But if I had to really say what this episode is about, um, Cole gives a really cool insider's look of what it's like to be in the hunting industry, which I think something, you know, if everybody's honest with themselves, I think that's something that all of us really strive for, or at least dream about at some point in our lives. I know me, when I was younger, I dreamed of being on television. You know, I watched all the, all the guys on TV getting to hunt all the time and, and travel all over the world and, you know, killing 10 or 15 bucks a year and, and always dreamed of doing that type of stuff. And, and Cole's not quite there yet, but he's, he's working his way up and he has just a really cool view of being in the hunting industry. So he spends a lot of time behind the camera. He now gets to spend some time in front of the camera. And so he just talks about all that, the good, the bad, um, you know, the hard work, like, you know, it's way, way harder than most people realize. He talks about all the time it takes to put an episode together, the hours upon hours in the stand. And, you know, a lot of those hours, he's not getting to hunt. He's just kind of along for the ride. Um, but he talks about his passion for that side of it too, you know, the videography, the the photography and everything like that. So uh, he does a great job kind of telling about how he got into the industry. He talks about or gives some tips for, you know, people if you're looking to get into the industry, some things you could do. And uh, and just it's just a really, really good conversation. And so I hope you guys enjoy this. I sure did. I think it's a really good one. Hopefully Cole can come on a few more times in the future. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we got this week. So we're going to hear a real quick word from our partners, and then we're going to get into my interview with Cole Cannon right after this. Deer season is over, and now is a great time to pick up that property you've been dreaming about before next season. If you're looking to buy or sell a piece of property, give the hardworking agents at Arrowhead Land Company a call. 
Their vast experience and knowledge of the state give them a huge advantage when it comes to buying or selling your property. Their agents stretch to all corners of Oklahoma, and they are quickly growing their team in other states as well. That's Arrowhead Land Company, hardworking agents for hardworking landowners. There is truly no place like the great outdoors in Oklahoma. When you're out in the wild, you want your wireless devices to work. Unlike other carriers, Bravado Wireless believes that coverage in rural areas is important so that you stay connected. With competitively priced plans and coverage where you need it, the mission of Bravado Wireless is to keep you connected no matter where you are. Visit bravadowireless.com or check them out at one of their retail locations. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Hey everybody, welcome to today's show, and today we got a special guest with us. We have Mr. Cole Cannon. How you doing, Cole? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. We had some technical difficulties getting started here, but I think and hope we got them worked out now, so we'll, we'll see if we can get this thing done. So. Yep, yep, let's do it. All right, man. Well, cool. Well, to start things off, uh, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name's Cole Cannon. I am, uh, I guess I'm 26 years young. I'm going to say young. <laughs> I feel kind of old now, but I'm uh-huh. going to go young. Um, and I've uh, currently, I work for Buck Ventures uh, Outdoors, which is a, a national television show. It's been on since uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of, to make myself sound important, I'm I'm the chief producer and editor. Awesome. Uh, so I'm kind of in charge of the, all the production um, of Buck Ventures. Then we actually have another show now called The Woodsman that's going to be on the Sportsman Channel this uh, coming this summer. So, yeah, got a lot going on, but, uh, you know, been a blessing to be a part of it and, can, you know, do something that I really love. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. And, yeah, being so young and, and, and so far into the industry already, that's that's got to be really cool. So I'm yeah. sure hopefully, hopefully you got a, a bright future ahead of yourself. Well, yeah, as long as, as long as I don't screw up and as long as I don't, <laughs> don't punch the record button on 180 or something, I, hopefully I can last for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, I, I definitely want to touch on some of that stuff and talk to you about uh, just kind of how you got into the industry and being in the industry and all that stuff. But uh, but before we get there, uh, you were able to kill a really nice buck this year, and everybody likes a buck story. So if it's all right with you, uh, I'd like to talk about that, about that just for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess the deer talking about my Kansas deer is what I'm assuming. Yep, yep. Uh, real quick before you get going, I got to tell yep. you a quick little snippet here. So uh, we, you know, I didn't put this together till later, but uh, I, your older brother and one of my good friends are good friends, and uh, so I was sitting there one day and uh, I got a text from my buddy and he's like, "Hey, Hunter's brother, you know, killed this nice buck," and I was like, "Oh, you know, that's cool," but didn't think much about it. And then I can't remember if it was that same day or the next day. I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see the same picture on the Buck Ventures, you know, Instagram page. And I was like, "Hold on a second. And <laughs> yeah. started kind of putting things together and, and asked Randy, and he's like, "Yeah, he works for him." And I was like, "Oh man!" So yeah. So right away, I knew I wanted to have you on the show, and uh, just so happened that we we finally met each other at the Backwoods show and, mm-hmm. and exchanged information. And I, I'm just now getting around to actually contacting you to have you on. But anyway, I just had to tell that quick little. It's a small world story. Yeah. Uh, before it you is get a into small world. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, this deer, um, so this is, it's in Kansas. It's on one of Jeff's farms. So Jeff Danker, he's, you know, he's kind of, he's been the host of Buck Ventures and the owner of it for, since it started. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, he owns a couple farms up there. The, the funny thing is going into this season, 
Um, we actually had a farm. It was we called it the Caddyshack Farm. It was like 300 acres, and uh, we had like four or five shooters on it. One was like a you know upper 80s deer, and these were deer we could have shot every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was two two days before season closed or season opened. Sorry, two days before season opened, he ended up selling that farm. Mm. And, uh, so you know we had all these these uh, intentions of going to shoot these bucks and all that, and he sold the farm. Um, but ultimately he rolled that money from that farm into this current farm where I shot my deer, um, that we had actually been wanting for a couple of years. It was just, they kind of, we felt like they had it overpriced, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, you know what, forget it. It's, it's going to be really good. He's going to hold on to it for a while. So anyway, that's kind of how the season started. Um, got cameras out on this new farm and, you know, had, had some decent deer, nothing that would really you know, really got us excited. We kind of focused our attention on his other, other couple farms. So, um, yeah, when season started, I had, I had some good deer I was hunting, you know, I had a probably 155 inch eight point, which I would be tickled with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my books that I was chasing and, um, actually saw them probably, I don't know, eight or nine different times. Um, just couldn't get them within bow range. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of hoping something would pop on this this farm that Jeff had bought, you know, a few days after selling, you know, the farm I was talking about. So um, season rolls on. I, I'm hunting there, here and there. You know, it's not my job to hunt. It's more to film. You know, that's what I'm paid to do. So mm-hmm. uh, filming Jeff and we're traveling all over. And he finally got some deer on the ground. It started slow, but we got some deer on the ground. And um, I believe it was December 10th. Yep, December 10th. We got a picture, um, you know, a cell cam pic popped up on our phone, and there's this deer. Um, didn't know him from Adam, um, but knew it was a big deer. And um, I guess from there until, oh, I think I ended up shooting him December 22nd. So he showed up December 10th and started showing up pretty, you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily in daylight, but consistently. And, um, Tried to put together a game plan of how to go in and hunt this deer. He wasn't quite in the best spot. Um, we had one stand where he was showing up that you just had to have a perfect win or it wouldn't work just because there was so many deer that came out into this field. And um, I'll never forget, I think it was December 18th, we we actually had our office Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And, but it just so happened to be a day that it was like, it was deer hunting weather. Uh, <laughs> big, big temperature drop, pressure was through the roof, had the perfect win. Uh, to go hunt that stand, you know, everything lined up, but we had our office Christmas party. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to daylight today. And sure enough, like, like an hour and a half before dark, he, uh, we get a picture of him. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know? So, um, as soon as our Christmas party was over, we loaded up, I headed to Kansas, um, hunted them that next day. Didn't, didn't see him, saw a bunch of deer, uh, just not him. And then after that, the next two days, the weather turned like super hot, especially, you know, for December, um, you know, you need it to be a little cooler deer starting to come back to food, that kind of stuff. So I actually opted not to hunt the next two days. We basically just hung out at the house, shot bows, went and checked other cameras, you know, just kind of messed around. Um, and then December 22nd, we got another little front pressure through the roof and had a perfect wind to go in. And, um, he, uh, he came in. Or he, we saw him, I don't know, probably probably an hour and a half before dark. Um, he came in with another buck and 32 yards. And, I, you know, it should have been a chip shot. Chip shot, And, 
you know, you know how it goes. I ended up basically almost screwing it up, shot him way back, shot him high. Mm. Uh, thought it was guts. You know, I, I kind of figured the deer was, he was going to, you know, expire, um, but thought it might be a while. And then I wanted to check the arrow and it was just covered in blood. And so come to find out, I think I hit, um, I either hit the aortic artery, you know, that runs mm. along there, or I caught his kidney. Um, but we still, we left him overnight. Uh, just didn't want to, you know, push it. Went in the next morning, actually called the dog just in case we, you know, we know somebody up there who has a really good dog and, mm-hmm. um, ultimately didn't need her. Um, but the deer went 115 yards and yeah, just very, uh, very lucky, very blessed that, uh, you know, it's my biggest buck ever is like 177 inches. Mm-hmm. And just to be honest with you, he's, he's probably only a four-year-old, you know, we, mm-hmm. what we do is we try to let him get to at least five. Mm-hmm. Um, but this deer is one, you know, he wasn't ours. He was a neighbor's deer. And, uh, I thought Jeff was going to call me off of him, uh, <laughs> before I went to hunt, but he, he said, go ahead. And, you know, thankfully it, it kind of all worked out and yeah, it was a, a big blessing for sure. Yeah, man. Lots to unpack there. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You called it a neighbor's deer and this was pretty late season. So is this just, you know, the way y'all had the, the farm set up, you know, probably having a bunch of food, I'm assuming, that y'all just kind of, when things got tough and things started getting cold, y'all just happened to draw off the neighbors. Is that kind of how you describe it? Yeah, that's how, you know, we, we everybody talks about growing big deer, and we, we try to do that, but our, our what works best for us is literally stealing the neighbor's deer, and it's mm-hmm. usually with food. Um, and the other main thing is a lack of pressure. We just, mm-hmm. we do not pressure our farms, um, you know, hardly at all um maybe you know the rut you know we kind of push in maybe a little more than normal um other than that we just let them sit we don't go in and out trying to check cameras even if our cell cams are dead you know we might just let it sit for a while and just you know know that they're probably there um but yeah this deer just showed up he was unpressured um and basically i hunted him um hunted him twice and ended up killing him that second day so yeah food's definitely a big factor and then pressure is probably, if not more important, I, I feel like. Yeah. Kind of a combination of those two things. So you said, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, y'all bought this farm basically right before the season started, correct? Yeah, he actually didn't. Yeah, he closed on this farm actually, I think, a couple of days after season started. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. you know, usually going into a season, we have our farms all mm-hmm. planted and, you know, set up the way we want this one we didn't really get to do that you know yeah. we just kind of had to go with what it was and the previous owner had cattle all over it and just eat down to nothing and they were in and out all the time so yeah a lot changed on that farm between you know september when he closed on it and then when i killed it just there was a big difference in it yeah that and that's kind of what i was getting to i mean did y'all even though season had started did y'all still get in there and you know plant some food plots and and get some food on it or did y'all just kind of let it you know, basically pull the cows, let it grow up, and it was what it was. Yeah, we just kind of let, let it go, you know, as it was. There was mm-hmm. – now, the farm already had – it had some crops on it um, mm-hmm. just from the previous owner. You know, he still had the, the farming rights, but it, it didn't do much. It, we had no rain. It's like a severe drought. Um, mm-hmm. It was supposed to have beans on it. There was very little beans, you know, that, that made it. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I think the pressure, we, you know, we didn't get much now – now, right now, we're we're going in right now and doing exactly how we want it with some food plot architecture and, uh, you know, Milo and beans and that kind of stuff. So it should be even better this year. Um, but, yeah, going into last year, didn't get to do 
nearly what we try to do to a farm, you know, yeah. heading into season. Yeah. Man, I, I got the, the opposite problem right now, or at least I think the opposite problem down in southeastern Oklahoma. I, uh, I'm actually hoping to plant some food plots this coming weekend, but uh, mm-hmm. there's like 60% chance of storms every single day. And I yep. wish it would just, I wish it would either storm or be dry. Like one of the, like, you know, the storms would benefit me, but these little light rains, like, like I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be just wet enough that I can't get it in the ground. But yep. uh, yeah, that's different, different story for a different day. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, yeah, we actually, we just, just yesterday, Yesterday and today, we we got some seed in the ground, and hopefully, there's there's a chance of rain the next three days. So we're we're praying that it actually happens. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to shift gears just a little bit, but I, I just kind of thought of this question, and it's it's going to be kind of a bridge between the the hunting and the industry part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, you know, you're producer, editor, and stuff. So obviously, your main thing is. I'm assuming filming Jeff and, and editing the shows and content and everything like that. But um, it sounds like you do get to do some hunting. So what is kind of like how much, I guess I'm asking kind of how much freedom do you have? You know, like if, if Jeff can't hunt one day, are you allowed to go? Do y'all kind of have specific deer that are Jeff only and, you know, you kind of get the management side or I, I guess I'm just kind of asking how that relationship works. Yeah. Um, so basically my, my hunting time is, pretty much solely dependent on how Jeff's season's going. Um, you know, if we get off to a fast start and he's shot a couple deer, you know, pretty quick, you know, I'll get to hunt more. Like last, or I guess the 2021 season, uh, he started off quickly. He shot three bucks, a couple over 180, you know, pretty early. So I think I hunted probably close to 30-something days, um, you know, in 2021. Now, last year, um, we started slow, Um I probably hunted a total of, you know, close to 20. So I still got in some days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's usually dependent on how Jeff's going. And as far as the deer goes, Jeff Jeff has first pick. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the boss man. And, yeah, uh, so it's if I'm hunting his deer, there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, but we usually, you know, we thankfully we've, we've got some good ground. And we usually have some other, you know, good deer. I, they're not really – I wouldn't say they're management deer because they're yeah. – me it's a trophy you know a lot of people would be a trophy mm-hmm. um but yeah it just kind of depends i'm I'm definitely not hunting jeff's buck and mm-hmm. usually if jeff hadn't killed his buck he's hunting anyway so it's yeah. you know I, i'm kind of still filming so uh again it just varies it varies by state um mm-hmm. oklahoma kansas jeff he he wants to take off he's you know he's getting to the age where he wants to spend more time with his family at home and mm-hmm. um that gives me an opportunity to go to go do some more hunting now not that i'm going to be hunting the biggest deer on our farm i'll usually have a good deer you know at least 150 ish and above to, to go hunt and i'm mm-hmm. i'm more than happy to go shoot 150 any day of the week so yeah yeah nothing wrong with that spare 140 or 150 yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> awesome yeah i was just i was just curious how that worked and everything so yeah, yeah. all right well, uh, yeah, like I said, definitely, you know, want to ask you some, some kind of more industry type questions. Uh, you know, my, when I was younger, I dreamed of being on TV and, you know, grew up watching, you know, all the old TV shows and everything like that. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I carried a camera around with me for a while cause I thought I was going to be, you know, YouTube famous and stuff and kind of, kind of grew out of most of that, uh, somehow wound <laughs> up doing a, doing a podcast, but uh, but I know there's a lot of young people out there, or maybe not even young, a lot of people that dream of, you know, doing what you do or becoming the, nef- the next uh, Jeff and everything. So 
Um, I guess my first question is just kind of, you know, how did you get into it? You know, how did you wind up with the job that you have now? Yeah, so, um, you know, growing up, I, I kind of always had it, or my, at least my dad always had a camera uh, when we were out hunting or playing sports, whatever. He just always filmed everything. And um, as I got into college, I, I decided not to play sports and went into college and had quite a bit of free time. And that's when I really just got into the filming video side of thing and photography side of things and um, just fell in love with it. And, you know, we were, I had more time to hunt, so I was really out, you know, filming my hunt and that kind of thing. And I like just like you, I grew up watching all these shows, watching Jeff and Real Tree Monster Bucks and Major League Bowhunter, you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, I want to I want to be a part of that or somehow find a way to do that, you know, and um I guess it was uh, my senior year of college, or going to actually the summer before my senior year of college, uh, Buck Ventures and Jeff, they actually opened up a pro staff. Mm-hmm. And um, I applied to be a part of it. It's like, you know, somehow, some way I want to be associated with it. Um, just because what, you know, what they stand for, you know, it's Christ first and then hunting. And I just really, really like that. And obviously they shot big deer, which was just a plus. But anyway, applied for the pro staff. Um, got accepted, and that was, I believe, the, the meeting, that pro staff meeting was June of 2018. And uh, went to it, you know, and my going into it, I, we were, I just thought, hey, I'm going to film, and maybe I can give them some content, you know, to show on the show or something like that. And uh, so that was June, and then my senior year of college, I had to have an internship to graduate. And basically, you know, my, my major at a and I went to Texas A&M, my major was sport management. I was going to work for the Cowboys or the Rangers or Mavericks or something, you know, of that sort. And, um, but my main love was, was hunting and filming. That's what, you know, if I could find a way to do that, awesome. But again, like you said, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but anyway, I had to have the internship and I basically just called Jeff and said, hey, I need an internship to graduate. Is this something y'all, y'all do? And he said, well, not really. Uh, but come on out and we'll, we'll figure it out. And somehow, some way I got my department to sign off on it. I don't know if they knew that I, what I was coming to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they knew I was coming to, to hunt and film and do that kind of stuff, but they signed off on it. And that was in January of, of 2019. Uh, did my internship until, oh, uh, probably April. Whenever I graduated was, I think, April or May. And basically they just told me not to leave. So um, <laughs> that's kind of how I got into it. Kind of a you know, right time, right place. Um, you know, I, I knew them a little bit just from the pro staff meeting and getting to shake their hand and they, they sort of knew me. Um, but you know, it's not like I just grew up, you know, knowing Jeff or any of these people. Um, it was just kind of a, you know, a blessing to get connected with them and then to have this opportunity. You know, there's a lot of people who are, I'm sure way better than me at editing and filming, um, you know, out there, but it's kind of, you know, how they say it's, it's who, you know, not what, you know, Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of held true in, in my case as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. That's a cool story. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's say, oh, man, I got two questions here trying to figure out which one I want to do yep. first. <laughs> um, I'm going to do this one first. So, uh, you know, when I, back when I was, you know, interested in being in it and carrying a camera around with me and stuff, uh, I always had people kind of give me a warning, and I even had people kind of reiterate this when I started the podcast, kind of that, you know, if you really love hunting, 
you need to be careful making it your job because it's you know it's easy to get burnout. Uh, you know, I've had p- people say the same thing about people who want to become a game warden or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you've experienced or know people ex- is, is, has experienced where you finally kind of you hit you know what you've been shooting for this whole time? And all of a sudden, you're like, man, like waking up at 4 a.m. every day and going and sitting in the cold is not all it's cracked up to be. Did you ever have kind of a moment like that, or are you still pretty pretty gung-ho about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm still pretty gung-ho. Now, I will say this. I've been doing it for, this is, I think, my fifth or sixth year. I don't even know. But um, it is, and people don't probably don't realize it, but it is a job um, mm-hmm. to a degree. Now, it, it's still, you know, it's what I love to do. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but yeah, there's times you're like, man, this is, you know, this ain't all what I thought it was going to be. Now that's mm-hmm. very minimal or minimal and I, I love it. So I can push through that. But yeah, I mean, there's times, especially after a, a full deer season, especially if it's been a long one, you know, it's been rough and not too successful. I mean, once, uh, once January gets here, I think our season here in Oklahoma is the 15th. Mm-hmm. Once the 15th hits, I, I'm ready for a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be so worn out and, you know, and then seasonal in and two weeks later, I'm like, okay, it needs to be hunt season again. Um, <laughs> cause I, I'm ready to go, but yeah, I wouldn't say, no, I have not burnt, been burnt out. Um, yeah. I, I just, I really like it. Um, and again, we go at our own pace. We go, we go at it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we need a, to rest for a day or so, you know, we'll, we'll do that unless, unless we got a big buck daylight and <laughs> yeah. we, we, we push through, um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I would not say I'm, I've been burnt out. It's just yeah. you get tired, just like everything. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or whatever. You get you get tired at points, but um, if it's what you love, you can, you can keep pushing through, and then um, that's what we do. Yeah, I, I keep a note on my phone every year, and I wish I did it uh, a little bit more. But uh, like last year, I kept track of how many hours I spent leading up to the season. And then I keep track of how many sits I do, and I'll usually keep track of like you know mature bucks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've always wanted to do hours. I just basically always forget, you know, like uh, today yep. I sat two hours or three hours or whatever. And I'm sure it'd be hard to give an exact number, but if you had to guess, you know, if you're counting filming and hunting, how many hours you spend, or you, or you could even do days if that's easier. You know, how many days, or if you had to guess hours, would you say you spend hunting every year? Um, hour, I don't know if I could do hours. I could probably give you a pr- approximate on days. Um, and then we, people can just do the math, I guess, on hours. But, um, we probably hunt in the fall, you know, from usually we start around September 1st, um, you know, go up north somewhere. We know they got an early season and then it ends January 15th. So I, we probably hunt, um, a little over a hundred days a year or a hundred days in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe more. It just depends. You know, like I said, when, when Jeff's not hunting, I'm usually out hunting. So, um, I'm, you know, compared to him, I probably hunt a little bit more just cause you know, that's, that's my time <laughs> to go mm-hmm. out on my hunt. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'd say between a hundred and 120 days a year is kind of the guess. Um, and again, it, it depends on, if things are going good, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to get out and grind as much. Uh, but if it's rough, which usually trying to hunt big deer, it's usually rough. <laughs> yeah. You, you get, you can get some, definitely a lot of hours in a tree or in a stand. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's a job, but 
you know, when you think about, you know, I could be doing a desk job or something right now, it's it's hard to complain because there's, there's a lot of people who I know would love to do what I do. And I, I will say it's probably more work than they think it is, um, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun work for the most part, if that makes sense. Yeah. And man, I've I've always thought this because again, I've you know tried to do some filming on my own, and I've done some self filming and stuff. Like, I've always thought in order to be a cameraman for a television show like you are, you have to at least equally, if not more, love the videographer side as you do the hunting side. Because mm-hmm. going you know going through all that when you don't even get to pull the trigger, um, I imagine there has to be a, a, you know still a draw to that. Is that is that accurate, or would you say the hunting side kind of drives the filming side? Um, I would say it's both. I, I, I love filming, and I especially, you know, if you can get a big buck on film kill with just some epic epic stuff, I, I mean, that's, that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are times where we're sitting there and we're hunting a big deer, I'm like, man, I do wish I was the one pulling the trigger or <laughs> releasing the arrow. Um, but no, I, I love it. It's, it's, a especially what we do. It, it's a team effort, me and Jeff or me and Daniel or whoever it is. Um, you know, whether Jeff shoots it or I shoot it, I, in a sense, I feel like I've shot it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't make the shot, but, um, I love the film side of it. I, I can't say that I love it more than the hunting side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still like to get out and hunt and, and be the one that, that shoots, but, um, there is something special about, especially when we, we take some kids and maybe some people with disabilities and being able to film that for them and document it. That's, that's a pretty special deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I really, really enjoy, but yeah, it's a love for both, both sides of it. I still enjoy getting, you know, behind the bow or the gun, but I really love, you know, putting together a story or capturing a story, you know, in kind of a, I guess to me, it's a cinematic way. You know, it's just kind of how I like to see things and, um, you know, enjoy it. And hopefully, people can see that through through our episodes or youtube or whatever it may be mm-hmm. gotcha what about kind of this kind of the other side of that um you know when, if when it's your day to hunt are you still taking that camera with you or are you kind of using that like hey this is my time i just want to sit here relax and not have to worry about the cameras or are you still taking the cameras with you no, we're, yeah, camera's with us all the time. Um, I try my best. We, we've got other people here in the office. So if I go hunt, I try my best to have somebody else film me. Um, just because, you know, used to self-filming that. I mean, that's what I lived for was to self-film my own hunts. But now I'm to the point, I'm like, you know, I want somebody to just film me and I'll just hunt, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to take yeah. a break from the camera. But no, the camera's always with us. Um, always, you know, way we do it, we, we film like we're going to kill every day, you know, whether we kill or not, we still got to get all the same shots, you know, going into the hunt after the hunt, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, camera's always with us. I try my best to have somebody there film me. Now, if I just have to self film, I'll do it. Um, I just, you know, I, I try to, I've been here somewhat long enough. So I try to talk some other people into coming to film me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you touched on one other thing that I want to make sure we, we hit. Um, cause I, I don't think a lot of people realize the work that goes into every single hunt when you're trying to do this filming, you know, not just the extra equipment and everything like that, but the, the interviews, the B roll, uh, talk about that a little bit, just kind of what goes into, you know, an episode when y'all shoot a buck and, and just kind of the everyday ha- uh, hustle of it. Yeah. So, you know, 
anybody, or I, I feel like anybody can kind of go out and maybe fill a, film a kill of a deer, whatever it may be. You know, that's, I don't want to say that's the easy part because it's not easy, but that's just one aspect of it, especially for a TV show. We, there are shows that just kind of show all the kills and that, but we, you know, Jeff told me, hey, we, we want to tell the story of everything that goes into it, whether it's from our farm work that we do in the summer or, you know, the actual hunts or whatever it may be. So we, we try to document everything. Um, and so, yeah, you're pretty much constantly thinking, especially during season, you know, I've got to get, I've got to get the B, the B roll shots for this hunt. Um, you know, whether it's walking to the stand or after a hunt, you know, filming, doing interviews in the truck or at the lodge, um, you know, and once, once the actual hunt is over and it's just say in the evening, you know, then you got to come back and dump all the footage and keep it organized. Um, it's a lot of work. I, I, I think I do well at it cause I'm a very organized person. Like I don't like things out of, you know, out of sorts. So, uh, it just kind of comes naturally to me, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to document everything. Um, whether it, you know, I, I don't know exactly how many hours of footage we use for an episode, but it's all got to be condensed down into basically 22 minutes. So there's a lot of stuff that nobody will ever see, uh, that we filmed. Um, you know, usually you just see the good stuff on TV, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much constant work. There's a lot of thinking and trying to be creative and, um, kind of have your own style goes into it. Um, everybody's different. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work now. Mm -hmm. It's fun work, but it is work. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think I've told this story on here before. What really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth with the filming, I, one season I kind of dedicated, I was like, all right, this is the year I'm going to take the camera every single time. I don't know how many times I took the camera with me, had the camera arm and everything. And finally, it was November rut. Uh, nice eight point came in, perfectly centered, got the shot off. Was so excited, you know, got it all on film. But uh, when I was tracking him, you know, I, I tracked him, found the buck, set the camera up, did the whole interview and everything. And, uh, you know, then gutted the buck and got him all cut up and everything. When I went to review the footage, while I was tracking him, I guess a limb caught the cord for my microphone. And yep. it, it didn't pull it all the way out, but it pulled it out enough to where, like, it wasn't recording through the microphone or the camera. So, like, all the audio that I did was just, you know, scrapped. <laughs> and yep. and uh, so, basically, you know, the footage was essentially worthless because, you know, there was no audio to it. And, man, that I, I was so mad. I think the next year, I don't think I carried the camera a single time. I was like, I'm <laughs> done with it. Uh, yeah. I've gotten to where now I, I carry it basically if I think I have a really good shot of killing something, I'll carry it. And that's more just for Instagram and, you know, the podcast and stuff. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to do anything professional. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I actually just, uh, I shot a Turkey last weekend and I had my GoPro with me and, uh, I set, set it up to where the, my decoy was kind of on the left side. Cause I just knew this bird was going to come from the right. And of course he circled around and came in from the left. And so uh -huh. I did get, I did get the shot on uh film, but I didn't get any of the strutting or action or anything like that. So yeah, yeah man, it it's tough. Well, yeah, it's, you're just constantly, you know, constantly having to think and make sure everything's right. Um, I think uh, Jeff actually tells the story at his, I can't remember what year it was. It was back in the early days. He, um, it was the first, uh, 170 plus that he shot on film, um, and shot it. You know, it was all good. They went and did the recovery, and right before Jeff was about to, you know, gut the deer and cut them all up, they the producer at that time checked it and realized that the entire 
recovery and everything didn't have a you know didn't have audio mm. and so basically they had to pull the buck back out of the truck and go redo everything <laughs> uh that was actually the the first buck that jeff was on monster bucks and uh, on the cover of monster bucks and kind of kind of changed his career for people to know you know you know know who he is and that so if yeah if they wouldn't have uh if they wouldn't have caught that and had cut the deer up and all that and lost all that it you know it could have almost could have changed everything his whole career and so yeah it's just constantly making sure things are right and um you know if something is screwed up you just got to go back and redo it mm-hmm. which is the power of editing <laughs> yeah yeah you have the right to the best wireless service bravado wireless provides the best mobile wireless high-speed internet latest devices and customer service at prices you feel good about bravado wireless strives to put these values first and offer you the best wireless service available. See what they have to offer at bravadowireless.com or one of their retail locations in eastern Oklahoma. Let Bravado Wireless connect you to your family, friends, and business partners all over the world. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Well, really just kind of got one more for you, and it's I think it's going to be hopefully an easy one, but... Let's say somebody's listening to this and they say, "Man, I want to do that. You know, I want to be on TV or involved with it." Um, you got any tips or pass or suggestions for somebody who wants to actually get into the industry? Yeah, um, I don't know if they'll be good tips. I can recommend some stuff, um, yeah. but um, first of all, you know, make sure you love it, which I know I'm about everybody does. Um, you know, you got to get. I'll just say, if you're trying to do the the filming aspect of it, you've got to you got to know how to edit. Um, there's a lot of people that can go out and film. There's only a handful that can edit and edit well. So, uh, to make you your you know to make yourself more valuable, especially in an already small industry, um, you know, having the ability to edit and edit well is a, a big plus. You know, just makes you more valuable um, if you can do both. Uh, as far as kind of getting into it, I can't say one way is better than another. I do know there, there's several um, shows out there um, like Midwest Whitetail and Hunting Public and all these that, that offer internships. Um, honestly, that's probably one of the best ways to, to try to get in the industry. I'm not going to say it's easy because there's probably a lot of people who apply. Um, but you really you just got to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, go to go to shows and meet people and you know, see if they could use some help. Even if you just go film, um, you know, a couple hunts a year for them, you know, kind of as a freelance guy, that's one way to, to get your name out there. And, you know, maybe, maybe it'll turn into something, you know, full time. Um, but internships, again, that's how I started. That's how we got two other guys here in the studio. That's how they started. We kind of started a little internship program, uh, cause we always need help and, you know, free or cheap help is the best help. Uh, <laughs> So we, we got some interns or in, we had interns and now they've turned into to full-time people. Um, and then freelancing for, for outdoor companies, you know, not necessarily, maybe it's not necessarily hunting shows, but, um, you know, outdoor brands, um, you know, they have, to, you know, especially today, you've got to have a lot of content. It's a content media driven world. Um, and people are always looking for freelance videographers or photographers, um, but again, you gotta, you gotta kind of, ma- I don't want to say you have to master it completely, but you gotta know what you're doing. Cause there's a lot of people out there who, who are good at taking photos and videoing and editing. And I can tell you, they're probably a lot better than I am. Um, but thankfully I, I got my foot in the door with, 
with Jeff and them. Um, got to know them and kind of got lucky. So I don't know if that helps because there's, you know, it's, it's, it is a small industry in a sense. Um, and, and it's not easy, but, um, if you can just get your foot in the door, that's all you're looking to do. That's, you know, that's probably the best ways to, internships a great way to do it. I'm sure there's other, other ways around it. Um, but that would be my, my number one, I guess, um, recommendation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, cool, Cole. Uh, well, man, I want to give you a chance. I know you got a lot of things to shout out here. Where can, you know, where all people can find you and your shows and your work and everything. So, uh, man, just start rattling them off. If people are interested in seeing Buck Ventures or, you know, the show stuff on YouTube, Instagram, just start rattling them all off. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of them. So you can mm-hmm. follow me if you want personally. I just I uh, I just try to post some cool stuff every now and then on Instagram. Uh, it's just at underscore Colcan underscore. I think that's Instagram and all that. Um, yeah. So Buck Ventures. Uh, we've been on Sportsman Channel for 19 years. It's actually our 20th year anniversary this year, um, and we are moving to Outdoor Channel. So we're we're pretty pumped about that. So we're on Outdoor Channel. Um, our anchor time, which is we're on it now. I think it's currently like Thursdays at six or seven p.m. in the afternoon or in the evening. Uh, starting here on June twenty um, ninth, that's when our our new season airs. Uh, we'll be on Outdoor Channel at seven thirty Eastern, um, and there's a handful of other airings, but that's our main airing, seven thirty Eastern on Outdoor Channel. We've got another show called The Woodsman, which is our Buck Ventures Pro Staff. It's made up of like 300 people all across the country filming for a show called The Woodsman. Um, it's going to start airing that same time. I think it's um, June 28th at 8 o'clock Eastern uh, on Sportsman Channel. Now, Buck Ventures has YouTube. We've got TikTok. So, you know, Instagram is just that Buck Ventures. Same on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, we just try to, you know, post some good content. We, we kind of one of our or Jeff's big things is to, you know, help educate people. So we, we try to help educate people as best we can. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We got a podcast. I'm just going to plug my own podcast on this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we just started it. Oh, not too long ago. Uh, just called between the brows. It's pretty much deer hunting related there. You know, there's times we, we just get onto something random, but, um, kind of what we're up to tips and tricks. We've, we've actually coming up, we got some really good, um, good guests coming on so between the brows it's on spotify apple uh we actually do a video podcast on our youtube channel so yeah i know there's a, there's a lot there so we're <laughs> we're kind of all over we we stay busy um which in today's world you, you got to stay uh relevant in the sense so we we try to have as much as we can and hopefully people enjoy it awesome man i really really appreciate you coming on uh yeah anytime we can get some some big buck stories and some some good info about the industry all in one episode. I call that a win. So, so yeah. Um, well, sweet, man. Well, I will let you go. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate this. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Yep. And there we have it. Great conversation with Mr. Cole Cannon of Buck Ventures. 
Huge shout out to him for coming on the show. Um, man, lots and lots of good stuff there, especially for you young folks of, you know, who maybe dream of one day being on the big screen, being on television, chasing that dream. Really, really good stuff. So thank you, Cole, for coming on. Thank all you guys for listening. Um, again, I just I could not do this without all of you. So lots of good content coming throughout the summer. We got a lot of good shows ahead of us. And I, I think this is the first time I'm going to say this, but man, hunting season will be here before you know it. I mean, really, we're just a couple months away. Turkey season's over. We got a little time to do some fishing here over the summer. And, uh, you know, September, October is going to be here before you know it. So get to shooting your bow, shoot your rifle, shoot your muzzle loader, whatever you plan on chasing stuff with. Get out there, practice with it, hone your skills, and that is going to do it for this week. So until next time, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. Thank you.